1: Minister Stephen Donnelly is in Limerick today to open a newly developed theatre at Croom Orthopaedic Hospital. The three new additions are the Pain Management Centre, the new theatre suite and the Mag unit and the Minister is with me now. Good morning to you. Uh, now if I'm correct Good Minister, morning, Joe. these have been in use haven't they? This is the official opening today.
0: That's right, yeah. That's the way these things tend to work is uh, is they open up and then at some point we uh, we all get together and we thank all of the staff and we celebrate the good progress being made and inevitably there's a, a plaque that gets unveiled at some point.
1: Right. Um, but as a general point, and certainly I have to say from the reaction we have got, even this morning I have someone in touch with me, saying that they've spent time at the MAIG unit and found it a great experience so far. There seems to be a wide uh, and generous welcome for what's happened in Croom.
0: It really is state-of-the-art. I actually got a tour of the new theatres from the orthopaedic surgeons uh, last year, one of the trips to Limerick. And they—they they, what they've done is really clever. They've designed them. They're absolutely state-of-the-art And they have designed them in a new way that means they can treat more patients. So they get the patient in and then they've they've a different exit for the patient so they can get the patient out, and get the theater ready for the next patient. And what they said to me was their intention was it means more patients can be seen by the clinical teams. And sure enough, when we look at the waiting lists associated with all of this, the waiting lists are. Are falling. So there's new theatres, but critically as well, Joe, there's 24 new rooms, very modern, bright, all single rooms, all en suite. And as you as you say, there's a new pain management centre there as well. And it was one I was reading into. I, I broke my back when I was 23 uh, myself, and ended up talking to one of these pain consultants many many years ago. And believe it or not, they've managed to bring the waiting lists from years down to months. And so, huge credit to the orthopaedic community in in Croom, and huge credit to the to the pain management uh, team as well. It it really is great to see.
1: Um, and then on the issue of the emergency department at University Hospital Limerick, and we started in Croom, and you pointed out the positives. And indeed, a lot of people who experience our health service in different ways will say that it's a mixed picture, and a lot of it is positive. But the big stumbling block remains. The emergency department. And certainly from doing this show day in, day out, there's not only a lot of frustration around that among listeners in Limerick, there's also a view that it isn't going to get better this winter coming or anytime soon.
0: The situation in the emergency department, Joe, I, I can't be clearer about this, is not acceptable. It's not acceptable for patients, it's not acceptable for their families. It's not acceptable for any of your listeners who are thinking, God, you know, if I get badly injured now, am I going to have to go in there? And it's not acceptable for our fantastic healthcare workers working in the emergency department and around the emergency department. So it hasn't been acceptable, as you'll know better than I will, and your listeners will know better than I will. This has been going on for a very long time. So what we've been doing over the last three years is a plan that there are two parts to it. The first is invest in the hospital and around the hospital in community care and in places like Croom, invest at a level that has never before been seen. And the second part at the same time is insist that the hospital is run in a way that works for patients. That means moving from five days a week to seven days a week. It means having discharge teams from the community in the hospital at the weekends. It means the clinical teams having access to diagnostics, not nine to five, Monday to Friday, but right through seven days a week. Um, and these are all of the things that need to happen. I, I might just, if I can, Joe, run you through in terms of the capacity part, what's happening. Because I, the first time I went to Limerick, I met the full team and they said to me very clearly, if this is going to be fixed, the government is going to have to put its hand in its pocket and it's going to have to increase capacity. So here's what's happened so far. Since this government came in, the staff in the hospital has increased believe it or not by by over 700 734 more people working in the hospital since June 2020 that, all that's the a wards net figure, are now it? that's a net figure sorry that's a net figure that's a net figure yes yeah yeah so the workforce believe it or not has increased by a quarter 734 people we've already added 108 beds that's a mixture of ward beds high-dependency unit beds, critical care beds. As you'll be aware, there's another 96 beds under construction and on top of that, I've sanctioned the enabling works for another 96 beds and we're opening a surgical hub next year as well. So, between the beds under construction and the beds we've already added, this government will have committed to or added about 300 beds to the hospital and over 700 staff to the hospital.
1: Okay, stay with us, Minister. I'm going to take a very short break. This is obviously an important issue and I'll come back to you on it.
0: WhatsApp Limerick today now on
1: 086-123-9595. We're chatting to the Minister for Health, Stephen Donnelly. He's in Limerick today to open a newly developed theatre at Croom Orthopaedic Hospital. And you were talking to us about the emergency department at University Hospital Limerick in Dora Doyle and everything that flows from that. And I would say that uh, listeners to uh, this show are probably among the most educated in the country these days when it comes to patient pathways and capacity and all of that because they almost have had to be due to this being an ongoing controversy. The thing that confuses most of them I think from talking to us is why are we not seeing significant incremental improvement not perfection but improvement
0: we are and I'll run you through some of the figures but I fully accept that for people who are going in there um it, it won't feel like that right but but in preparation for meeting UHL today and speaking to you this morning Joe I was going through some of the figures and I was looking at, um, presentations this year, so the amount of time people who are admitted, the amount of time they're waiting, um, and the trolley figures this year versus 2019, because obviously with COVID it's difficult to compare with uh, figures over the last few years. So 2019 is probably the best year to compare to. The 8am trolley figure is down nearly a quarter on 2019, and the time that admit, admitted patients are waiting. Is down about twenty percent. Sorry, is that on a twelve-month average, Minister? That's that's year to date, right? So oh, for the that's first an six average months of this it? year versus exactly. Yes, yeah, right, so because because the, that, because the point is that
1: obviously there are pinch points, as you well know, in t- times of the year like January. But actually, there are pinch points in other times of the year where you mightn't expect them.
0: Th- there are, and what happened in January, uh, it shouldn't have happened. And I and your listeners will be aware that. Bernard Gloucester and myself, the chief executive, have moved to making sure that over those bank holidays, as a weekend, because or as an example, because they're one of the biggest pinch points, um, that there are that there are staff in place so patients can be discharged. Because look, as you know, and as your listeners know, Joe, what happens uh, in Limerick happens in other some other hospitals as well, which is traditionally the house is cleared on a Friday. So people are discharged on a Friday, which means there's beds come available on the Friday. And so when you look at the number of patients on trolleys on a Saturday morning, it's the lowest number in the week. Then what happens? People obviously keep coming into the ED, but the discharge teams aren't in place. The doctors in ED don't have access to diagnostics. The community service uh, isn't running Saturdays and Sundays. So the ED starts to fill up. The beds fill up on Saturday and people are on trolleys on Saturday, more on Sunday and more on Monday. And that's been happening for years, and that really is what we're looking to put an end to. Okay. Because and, when and I go can, hospital, can, can like I ask you directly. Then do do you
1: yeah. have confidence in how the hospital is currently being managed?
0: Uh, yes, I am encouraged by the fact that the figures for this year are significantly down on 2019. I'm encouraged by the fact that Hick was latest report referenced that they are now seeing senior decision makers on site of the weekends, which is something. Uh, that has not been the case previously and I believe is 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 one of the significant drivers of what we're seeing in Limerick. Um, and we are seeing improvements to patient flow. So, Joe, when I went to the hospital when I was when I was appointed, you'll be aware I've been there several times. I've done unannounced visits into the ED. I sent in a specialist team to work with the team in Limerick. And I've sanctioned a level of resource into that hospital that, quite frankly, I doubt has ever been seen an additional 300 beds. uh uh, we're looking at a massive increase in the staff when i went there and i met the doctors i met the nurses they said to me very clearly that the government must step up to the plate that the government must put its hand in its pocket and it must sanction a lot of extra capital and a lot of extra staff and i said grant leave it with me and we've done that bit my message to the hospital was the government will play its part and we are playing its part but you have to play your part as well. You have to have senior decision makers here seven days a week. You have to figure out how to make sure there's access to diagnostics for the ED teams to be able to use. And by the way, it's not just the hospital. And the is that teams happening The community teams now? have to make themselves available. It is happening. It's beginning to happen now. And you'll see in the HICWA report that they reference that they are now beginning to see senior decision makers on site of the weekend. And as you'll be aware, the new consultant contract which we signed off from, from the state's perspective and from the patient's perspective, really the whole point of that contract, apart from getting private care out of public hospitals, was to was to increase the amount of time that senior decision-makers nice. are in the hospital.
1: Okay, and Minister, I know you'd probably like to take a, a brief opportunity to wish uh, your government colleague, Minister Patrick O'Donovan, Limerick Fine Gael TD, well, uh, he became unwell answering questions in the Dáil Chamber yesterday.
0: Yes, I absolutely would. Yeah, I I got a I I was told that Patrick had had a uh, had taken a turn in in the uh, in the chamber and I absolutely wish wish Patrick the the very best.
1: Okay, and we're here that he is in Saint James's Hospital, as we've been reporting on Live ninety-five News today. But is doing well. Well, Minister for Health uh, Stephen Donnelly, thank you for joining us this morning, and enjoy your visit to Croom to the Orthopaedic Hospital.
0: Your views, your news, your limerick today with Joe Nash on Live ninety-five.